1: Hello, everyone. Thank you very much for coming. Welcome to uh, TSFP Live in London. We're back for a second year. Thank you. I haven't even said anything yet. <laughs> uh, the applause should be for you guys for coming out during a national rail strike and unbelievably bad weather. So thank you very much for coming. We, we really do appreciate it. Um, you know when people say, oh, you've brought the weather with you. Yeah. Yeah, that's the opposite. We did happens. not. We did
2: not bring the this weather. This is why with we them, live in Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we'll do next one at our house, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: um, so, yes, like I say, um, thanks for coming. We've got, a, uh, we've got quite a long show for you. It depends on how long Sid talks for. So, we know it's probably going to be quite... Why always fun. me? Yeah, you're obviously uh, very, very brief. Uh, many of you were here last year when we did the A to Z of Spanish football. Uh, this year, it's going to be relatively similar, but with uh, a, little, a little tweak. We're doing Around Spain... With TSFP. Yeah. Um, we're visiting all 20 La Liga EA Sports clubs. Uh, facts you didn't know, the talking points right now, some predictions for the forthcoming season, and some recommendations if you're planning a visit. And, of course, some... <laughs> Rincón cultural. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, you're very generous with <laughs> yeah, the applause. wasn't expecting that, yeah, that. That bodes well. Round of applause. Um, games prizes some like very good very easily winnable prizes as well so if you want to be involved in the games um, put your hands up and uh, and and get involved Uh, if you're posting live on the show about the show on social media use the hashtag la liga tsfp live
0: it's up there on the screen fantastic
1: to see so many clubs represented by the way we were just sitting here counting all the shirts and there's loads and obviously rio have won so that's great um but uh but yeah so um so uh let's let's get started where are we heading to first Let's have a look. Well,
2: wow. we'll be about it's alphabetical order, actually, so it's not, it's not, it's not, not, not that surprising. There's um, a lot of kilometres being clocked up when we have to go from yeah. Athletic down to Almeria. Yeah,
1: something you're, um, you're, you're pretty used to. Yeah. So, uh, we, we're, we're going to start off. Um, let's give you a fact about Athletic Club de Bilbao. Uh, a fascinating fact that some of you may or may not know. Um, who was their first ever professional manager, Sid? I think this might be a trick question. Go on. Is it Billy Barnes? It's Billy Barnes. Do you guys know who Billy Barnes is? is, Well, yes. Very loosely related to me, yes. He's my, my auntie Myra's granddad.
2: By the way, yeah. happy birthday, Auntie Myra. Yes, best possible... Uh, what, a, what a present for her today. Her birthday to today, so she get gets
0: shouted in the
1: show. Best possible present. But yeah, so Billy Barnes was the first ever professional um, manager of Athletic Club de Bilbao. He has a loose familial connection to me.
0: It's a shame that the um, the athletic managerial position isn't hereditary, because if it was, <laughs> you know, you'd, you'd be in charge. hundred you know, years you know later. know how athletic would, have
2: never yeah. gone down. Yeah, it's probably not a shame that the managerial <laughs> position is, is hereditary because that might have changed. Uh, you were going you, you to give us some information. Well, I, mean, I was I because, have, because the thing is, this is your family story. Yeah. But I thought, you know what? What would Phil really like? Phil would really like me to go and find out some stuff about him. Shall I tell you the most important thing? Go on. You pointed out he was the first professional manager at Athletic. Do you know what he was on? I don't know. He was making 5,000 pesetas a month. Which, considering it cost four thousand pesetas to open the stadium to, on the rent of Samames, made him exceptionally well paid for the era. I worked it out, admittedly, with the help of a web page. I didn't do it myself, and and that makes him puts him at the the equivalent of one hundred and sixty thousand euros when we're talking about someone coaching them in in you know with the exchange with the a change. month. A month. No, a year, a year. Okay. Which, oh, no, no, you're right. A month. <laughs> Bloody hell. <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> anyway, it makes him exceptionally well-paid because he was seen as being a bit special. What I like about this, I, I, I spoke to the um, the guy that runs the museum at Athletic about him because I thought, you know, one thing Phil would really like to know is, is, is proper information. And he said he was one of the most important and most forgotten men in our history, and we need to change that. He also described him as a man defined by wisdom. Okay. Which I thought, wow. you know, This fits. It all fits. Passed down from generation to generation. But what I particularly like about this is he turned up and he basically said they were doing it all wrong. Yes. All this pissing about passing the ball stuff wasn't a good idea. And what they had to do was be quicker, get the ball up the pitch quicker and basically be more British. Absolutely. So there we go. A fact about Athletic Club. Let's turn to the
1: the, uh, forthcoming season. What is going to happen with Athletic Club? They finished 8th last season. They should have done better. They should have got into Europe. They
0: said they wanted to get into Europe. I was thinking about this. How much better do you think they should have done? Because as you say, they finished 8th. Look at the teams above them. Look at the players that those teams have got in their squads and how many of those teams would you expect them to finish above? Okay, Osasuna finished 7th. Athletics should have finished above Osasuna. But after that, Betis, Villarreal, I think they've got... Better squads, better players. I, I think something like seventh is about par, probably. It's about how, Athletic. though, isn't it?
2: Yeah. I think that's the thing with, with Athletic from last season that it wasn't that they finished where they finished, because I think that's about right. And I think you, if you were set to say now, right, where do Athletic finish? You go somewhere between seventh and tenth every year, more or less, or sixth and tenth, if you like, if they have a really good season. But it's about the fact that they were in a position where it looked like they might take an extra step. Mm. It's about the fact that they were on this close to reaching another Couple of the Ray final. Um, really, pretty unlucky, I suppose, in in many ways. But then they had that late season collapse. So I think it's more about the the kind of the way it felt. The sensations.
1: And the sensations. Yeah. All right. We'll see what happens. Look, what kind of prediction would you uh, make for uh, Athletic Club? You know the prediction I'm going to make. Go on. Raúl García is going to break Joaquín's appearance record. We were all saying wow. last season that would be big. He would never. No one's ever going to break this record. Obviously, it's the record shared between Joaquín and and Raúl García is 33 appearances away from equaling that record. And the Twinkle-Eyed Bruiser has made at least 33 appearances in each of the last seven seasons.
0: They haven't really got too many people up front. That's the thing, isn't
2: it? There's no other strikers. And he's not even really a striker. You make a good
0: case. I mean, he's not quite as universally loved in the way that Joaquin is.
1: (laughs) No, he's not. But if Raul Garcia is in your team, then you love him. To give you an
2: example, an idea of how long Raul Garcia has been around, I still remember David Beckham and Guti trying to, playing against him, trying to wind him up by going up to him, whispering, ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Ugly. Every time they went past him. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Didn't work. Well, it didn't work on that occasion. If I remember, Arde Madrid actually lost. But but they tried to wind him up by calling him ugly. Uh, Who's laughing now? Who is laughing now? Certainly. um, Probably David Beckham, who's just signed Leo Messi. Yeah. Uh, um, (laughs) On to
1: Atleti. Now, um, a fact about Atleti that um, it's not really a fact. I've got written here <coughs> three words in my notes. Jesus Hill, crocodile. Yeah.
2: Jesus Hill used to take a crocodile. Jesus Hill being a eccentric former president. Of yeah, the, Eccentric uh, is one <laughs> is one word. <laughs> yeah, He had a baby crocodile about a metre and a half long that he used to take to games on a lead. And this crocodile was called Fury. It's a pretty good name for a crocodile. Um, and he used to take it down to the press room after the games. What to make sure imagine? that everybody wrote what well, can, wanted them to write? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Can you can you imagine sitting there going, "Boss, I was just wondering <laughs> how your team managed to be so yeah. wonderful and your president incredibly
0: handsome." It does add a whole new dynamic to the press room it kind does. of ambience, doesn't you know,
1: it? Fury the crocodile. I didn't know about that. Um, last season, Atletico were the best team in La Liga after the break. Yes, yeah. they had yeah. the best.
2: They had the best player in Antoine Griezmann. They did. Yeah. Um, they. But then, just at that point, when they probably should have finished ahead of Real Madrid, and by the way, it would have been correct me if I'm wrong. I think I'm right in saying five in the last eight seasons finishing ahead of Real Madrid. And this, this is, I know everyone likes to have a go at Simeone a little bit, and we like to talk about the style and all of these kind of things, and how every season we seem to have this evolving into something else, and then going, well, actually, maybe not. Let's be more defensive. But actually, what they've achieved and just finishing ahead of Madrid that often that regularly over the last decade is, is pretty extraordinary. In the end, I say, it didn't happen, so maybe this argument falls on its face. I think they could maybe do something this season because
0: it feels like something clicked last year and everyone knows, everyone is on board with that project, what the idea is, what they're trying to do. that Maybe some players that weren't on board are no longer Well, there. I was just about to
2: say, you say everyone's on board, um, but it rhymes with bow and bellix, um.
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> And, and, and look, I don't know how on board he is. He's, let, he's not going to be, be there by the time that the season gets underway. Got, well, maybe, maybe when the season gets underway, he is. But by the end of August, let's say.
1: Bal yeah? yeah? Okay. <laughs> who could it be? <laughs> I mean, who could Bal be? Um, by the way, I, I know Atletico Madrid fans will absolutely hate this because I'm going to mention Real Madrid when we're talking about Atletico. Oh, Are there be. any Real Madrid fans here? I haven't, okay. I, okay, okay. I didn't okay, see nice. any Real Madrid T-shirts. I was sitting here going, surely there's got to be a couple. Sure. Oh, there, we go. there we go. Anyway, so back to Atleti. Um, uh, oh. Prediction for them this season. Is Griezmann going to do as well as he
2: did last season? Gonna, he can play all the games now, which helps. Yeah, I, 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 just because the numbers were so good last season, I think he probably won't. I mean, which isn't say he won't play well. Getting, but getting at least 15 goals and at least 15 assists in a season, in a league season, is incredible. Uh, am I alone in thinking that people don't actually talk about Griezmann enough? In terms of when you talk about the really great players that at times, I personally think in 2016 and in 2018, he wasn't really in the conversation for the Ballon d'Or. And I think in both of those years, given what he did with the French team and what he did domestically, although it's slightly different in 2016, correct me if I'm wrong, they won the Europa League. And I know it's not the Champions League, but he was central to that. Mm. There's a bit of me that thinks he's a player that probably should have been in that conversation more often. We talk about him enough. We do, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on and
1: go to the uh, south of the country. We're gonna to go to Cadiz. Sydney has found
0: out an unbelievably good fact about Cadiz. This fact is so good that I, I'm not sure I believe it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Go on, Sid. Well, in 1970, a German referee patented the penalty shootout, the penalty shootout at the end of a game to, to, to settle a draw. And there's an Israeli guy who claims to have invented the penalty shootout after watching Israel, funnily enough, lose on a toss of a coin. And he thought, what? You know, we've got to find something better than this. But actually the penalty shootout was invented by Cadiff in 1962 at the Cadiff preseason tournament, the Trofeo Carantha, which of course the stadium is no longer called the Carantha, but everyone knows it's their preseason tournament. The thing is it was a bit different. Because, I mean, really and truly, it doesn't take that much to invent a penalty shootout. You've watched loads of games be drawn. You've watched games be settled by the toss of a coin. You're bound to think at some stage, this is a bit shit. And you're bound to come up with something else. Now, he came up with the idea, why don't we have penalties? And each team takes five each. In this Trofeo Carranza, Barcelona against Tarragota was the game that it happened in. It finished 3-3, it goes to penalties. They took five each at different ends of the ground and in order. They drew the first round of penalties. <laughs> they had to do five more at each end. Barca scored all five. stood stepped up, missed the first one, it was over. So this wasn't ideal and it wasn't perfect, but this was the first, supposedly the first penalty shootout. As I say, it then carried on because you get Italy getting um, winning the semifinals of the European Championships as late as 1968. So it's six years after this. And you think someone at some stage would have said, you know, that's not a bad idea. It can be improved upon, but it's not a bad idea. But it took until 1972 for, for the international board, as they like to call it in Spain, to actually say, right, we're going to do this and we're going to do it properly and we're going to do it alternating rather than five at one end and five at the other. Cadiz invented the penalty shooter. That's a great fact. Did not know that. Cadiz, um, the, uh, the football team,
1: it's a place that we love. It's a city that we uh, really enjoy visiting. It's got a special ambience to it. The football team has not necessarily been as... Colourful and flamboyant. No, they're fun. And so
2: much fun. Are they? Not always to watch. Yeah, that's not, true. Yeah. No point. So if not to watch, then what? <laughs> Just to go to. Right. Okay. You can so go to a game at Cadiff It doesn't matter if it's rubbish. Because it's fun being there.
1: Yeah. It matters. It's quite far to get
2: to, you know. It's yeah, difficult to get to.
1: But Cadiff uh, uh, struggled last season think they're going to struggle again this season, yeah. unfortunately. Um, but La Liga is a better place with them in it, I think.
2: There's, a, sure. there's also something, I think, quite important. And this, I think, was played out at the back end of this season. They struggled, but they knew they were going to struggle. So they're not in this position where they think, thinking, oh my God, we're down near the bottom right at the end of the season. Well, yeah. They knew they were going to be there. I remember mentioning this to you on the, on the pod a few times that... At the start of the season, we went, I went to see Atletico San Luqueño play. And it's about 50 minutes from Cadiz. and uh, Just dropping that in there, you know. On my summer holidays, I yeah, went yeah. to watch. Yeah. Obviously. yeah. As you watch. Don't deny that we, we've been looking at pre-season friendlies in Valencia. We have. Uh, anyway, they, they there are two Cadiz players involved in Atletico San Luqueño and I'm talking to them after the game. And they were saying, well, yeah, it's going to be hard. It's, mm. it's what we expect. It's, and that's different, I think, to teams like Espanyol, who find themselves in that situation and... Bottle it, to be honest. Well, not bottle it, but, but are frightened by it.
1: Okay. Uh, let's see how can it get on this season. Moving on to the uh, magnificent region of Navarra to Osasuna. A few Osasuna fans in the in here. Good to see. Good to see. Um, Sid, you've got a... Re- what are you doing with the ball, Sid?
2: You know I was me- going to do it at some point. You're making me know. I just can't have the ball there and not be holding it. he will be doing keepy-uppies in a minute. Yeah, I will, yeah. So
1: there's a glorious... Purposes. Like, anyway. uh, if
2: I promise to hold it the right way around. Does, right. Is that all right?
1: All right. Yeah. I'll just hold check. Right look, right look there's, a, there's okay. a thumbs up all over right, there. There right. you go. Uh, your fun fact about Osasuna is it's another good one. It's another one that I had no idea about.
2: I like this one. Yeah, I do like this one. So the first team to play at El Sadar wasn't Osasuna. But it's not just that it wasn't Osasuna. It was their rivals, although I think this is a rivalry that, and uh, forgive me, Osasuna fans, for saying this, doesn't, feel as real as it should but it was their rivals Raúl Zaragoza. What Osasuna did for the opening of of El Cedar was organize a a freeway tournament but they didn't put themselves (laughs) in the first game. So the first game was Zaragoza against Vitoria Setúbal. Oh wow. So Osasuna didn't play on the first day of El Cedar, they played on the second. Having watched uh, Vittoria Setúbal and Zaragoza uh, draw 1-1, I believe. the Zaragoza goal scored by Marcelino. Yeah. Not that one from, from Newcastle, right. yeah. but the one who won the... Uh, the the What's it called? What's it called? The European Championships the Elra Copa. Yeah, the European Championships with Spain. And then they played the second game. Was it a good game? I'm assuming you were there. I'd be disappointed if you weren't at Saragossa against (laughs) Victoria Stubal. I was definitely there. I I, I just turned 40 at the time and uh, it was was quite fun.
1: Uh, Let's move on and uh, talk about a team who are pretty close to uh, Osasuna geographically. Deportivo Alaves, El Glorioso, who are back in La Liga after quite possibly the most dramatic promotion ever. I don't know if you guys watched it, followed it, saw what happened. A 129th minute penalty against Levante. There's a Levante fan here. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is hard.
2: We'll, we'll move 20, on. Soon. We'll move on
1: quick. Yeah. We'll, but 129th minute penalty um, sent Alaves up and confined Levante to a financial yeah. You could argue and one and of and the most s-
0: significant penalty kicks. Yeah. Like one kick, you know, in terms yeah. of fin- financially, in terms of everything for both clubs, sort of a sliding doors moment, if you will. No, very much so. Gareth Foucher. Gwyneth Paltrow. One of your favourite films, said. <laughs> it was acid- I actually yeah. don't think I've ever seen it, to be honest. It was acid- you don't watch elite elite. I, I, I it established this. Yeah. It
1: was actually... Acid- oh, was it? Yeah. I thought it was Gwyneth, Paltrow. It, wasn't Gwyneth Paltrow. Paltrow. it was like the opposite of Gwyneth Paltrow, who scored the penalty. Uh, the fact. I reckon Gwyneth Paltrow looked quite good <laughs> with a big beard, though. Uh, the fact that we have about uh, Deportivo Alaves... Do it, Kitro. Do it. Go on, go on, go on. Go on. Is that they have the best stadium name in the world? Go on.
2: Do they? Say the name. Go on, say it. Mendicer.
1: And if oh, you wow. say it, you've got to close your eyes like that. That could have been one of our games, you know. That could have been. You know would what? Would that work be, we, nice. we could put that in. We could invent a new game. The Estadio sure. Rosa, It is. A, it's. A,
2: it's actually a really good stadium. It doesn't just have a great name. It's. It's a modern stadium, and in that sense, you. You. You could kind of imagine that it wouldn't be that good, but somehow it really works. It's quite tight to the pitch. The stadium, I think, it feels the most like, bizarrely, is possibly Loftus Road. Loftus because Road because it's okay. kind of a bit corrugated it's kind of close to the pitch it's quite tight it's blue and white Mask um, the Basque Loftus Road yeah I mean Alavesa <laughs> <laughs> tell you what I've really insulted them quite badly no, no my brother no, a no. fan by no the way case, so I'm, 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 the, a, I'm allowed to say this yeah. yeah
1: the Basque Loftus Road so go to the Basque Loftus Road if you can it's a it's a terrific place and there's a lovely restaurant around the corner called oh my word uh, Sagartoki we went there once six years ago or something and Sid still goes on about what we ate there so
2: I, I I, I, what did you love? I took uh, that they, they do these things. Yeah. Right? I don't even know what to call them. Yeah. L- they're like a little deep fried uh, little parcel, parcel, right? Yeah. Of, of very fine, <laughs> crunchy, um, what would you call it, pastry. And inside, there's an egg and a tr- bit of chorizo, and the egg is warm, and when you bite into it, it explodes into your mouth. And I thought I was overdoing this, and the last time I went to see Alves play, I, I I went with my son, and... He said to me, "Now, oh, come on. So we're sitting at this bar, go on, try this. And he just went, boom. We've spent he still more time on parcel than yeah. we have on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. clubs. Um, we've, uh, we've heard that parcel story quite a lot. So I'm glad... Uh, yeah, have you seen the else. video of the parcel story? I think you have, of, of him going, uh, Daddy says this is quite nice, but I'm not so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Good. So there you go. Go to uh, Sagartoki and
2: get the uh, eggy parcel. It's got a name. I can't remember what it is. I'm sorry. Uh, but if you say eggy parcel, they know.
1: Moving swiftly on, we're going to uh, Barcelona. Um, the fact that we've got about Barcelona...
0: I mean, of all the great players in Barcelona's history, Sid, you know, who are we going to focus on? Is it, is it Messi? Is it Ronaldinho? Cruyff? Is it Cruyff? Is
2: it Eto? Who is it? Do you know what? Shall I act out this player's finest moment as a Barcelona player? Give me the mic. This is the, the finest moment. Of oh, uh, yeah. You need a mic. Finest moment of this Barcelona player's career. All of the players are standing in the line. They're about to hand the league trophy over to the captain of the club. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, not me. <laughs> It's Alex Song. Yeah. Of it course. It was so acutely embarrassing that moment. It was completely brilliant. I can't watch
1: it, but yeah. Um, tell us a fact about Alex Song, Sid. Why have
2: we been Alex yeah, Song? Yeah, underappreciated. Oh, underappreciated because he's a record breaker. Yeah. No player has joined any club in La Liga history and taken so long to lose. It took him 31 games to lose. He went away to Real Sociedad and and, and lost at Anueta. 29 victories, two draws in his first 31 games as a Barcelona player. Alex Song, Well,
1: I I, man. I, for for one, am very (laughs) happy that (laughs) we're talking about Alex Song's legacy at uh, at Barcelona. I think it's an important thing for us to mention in our one show, (laughs) the year. Um, (laughs) Talking about Barcelona, though, the forthcoming season, they're not... Going to be playing at the camp now. It's going to be weird.
0: I feel like we haven't fully sort of yeah. processed that yeah. fact and what a big deal this is for, for... And how it's going to change Barca's season, not playing at,
2: at camp now. I think it changes everything. And and you look at What's Montjuic like, by the way? I haven't been there. I really... Think- right. Most people will think I'm an idiot for saying this. I quite like it. Right. I like the approach to it. I like the location of it. I like that feeling that it's it's kind of a special place. But the stadium itself, from a football point of view, is dreadful. Right. Because it's got a running track. The, the, the stands are quite shallow. So you can be a very, very long way back and not very high up. So the view is actually really pretty poor. Okay. Espanol, it's curious because Espanol, and you, you speak to people at the club, they were so conscious of the fact that going to a new stadium was going to be everything for them it was going to resolve all of their problems they were going to get 10 or 15 points a season more because they were playing in their own ground and actually it didn't work out that way in terms of results Montjuic was actually very good for them but it never felt like home I think it won't feel like home for Barcelona um, but it, there is something about that location that's that's, that's quite and nice. it's something that had to happen because Camp now was
0: was was falling apart you know the, yeah. this had to happen at, at some point
2: yeah I suppose it did yeah and I guess there's the, the, there, are, there are different ways of doing it, but there, there wasn't really an alternative, I don't think. So you say the location's nice, but in terms of watching football, it's absolutely terrible. It's not very good. I mean, okay. the, I, yeah, no, it's not very good. Okay. I'm uh, going to try and find something. I, I, I was there for Steve Finnan's presentation. <laughs> <laughs> That's how long ago, honestly. And uh, I remember being in the dressing room with, with Finn, and as he was getting ready for presentation, and like even the dressing rooms were bad. There was paint was pouring. It was sort of tearing off the wall. They
0: might have got an air. I'm sure they've given then. it a
2: lick of paint since then. Yeah.
1: Alex Song Tick, Steve Finn and Tick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All of
1: the
2: real legends here.
1: Yes. Um, uh, our prediction for Barcelona this season. My prediction is for Inigo Martinez to make it into our handsome eleven of the season. If maybe not the starting eleven.
2: Ooh. Well, I mean. Remember, you forgot Paul Torres.
1: I, I don't bring that up. Yes, I did forget Pal Torres. We've, we've spoken about that and we won't. He's ever gone now. About He's
2: gone. Do you know why he went, don't you? Why? Because you left him out of that 11. <laughs> he felt, he felt under, undervalued. Underappreciated. He was going to go to England where they would realise. <laughs> Screw that Greek guy.
1: Exactly. Get out of here. Um, but yeah, a prediction for uh, Barcelona?
2: just a general one I'm oh okay for a um, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> points total I don't think they win the league this year oh
1: it's a big call okay you heard they're, it at they're first they're filming that that's going on the socials oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> when
1: they do I'm getting <laughs> feel free to
0: get in touch Barca <laughs> fans at me <laughs> yeah.
1: hashtag La Liga TSFP live let's move on uh, from one uh, Spanish footballing giant to another the co- there is a Getafe fan here. We've got the London Pena of Katafe here. You know, <laughs> yeah. did, did you see the name on the back of the shirt?
2: No. Oh, go on, show us. Oh, 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 oh magnificent! Oh. Wow. Hold
1: wow. wow. it. Do you, it on. Do, you re, do you really do you really support No. You actually you it, genuinely. It's use... not. It's not a bit sick. It's fantastic. So yeah, f- great to have the whole Pena here. Um, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, was it you? <laughs> No, but it is, it is good to have representation for everyone and Getafe should be represented. They are there and they are very important in La Liga because they are the closest
2: stadium to Sid's house. In Tilalco get promoted to the First Division, Getafe are the closest stadium to my house. How close? I, I don't know, Phil actually worked it out for me. You, you, I went you, to Google Maps. I was like, Sid, what's your address again? Can I, uh, it's 17 minutes. I thought minutes, you right. Right. were going to post me something, it's but just, you were just trying to work out how close <laughs> I live to Getafe. 17 it, minutes. You know, I waited for the postman day after day, thinking Phil sent me something really nice. Um, 17 minutes to uh, Getafe,
1: which is why often you find Sid there on a Friday watching uh, Getafe, when he really could have been doing a lot of other stuff, but it's just so close. It's is like, it, I might uh, as well And go. also, he, he loves it. Yeah. I do love Gitafe, you know. Uh, so, talking about Bordalas, he's back, and I think we know what to expect. They're not going to have the ball. They're not going to. They don't want the ball. They're not going to complete passes. They're going to make
2: fouls, but they're going to stay up. Yeah, yeah. They are, and then they might do more than stay up. I, I think we do slightly overlook the, how much of an extraordinary achievement it was what he did the first time around with Gitafe what taking them from second bottom
1: in the second division to to the verge of the yes. champions so close yeah and to the knockout stages of the uh, yeah. of the Europa League beating ajax just just what well, that was wonderful um, so yeah okay uh, by the way you, we've got a top tip here the, let's talk getafe's thriving gastronomic scene there's a KFC near the ground.
2: And, yeah. a, <laughs> and a Foster's Hollywood. Foster's Hollywood, yeah.
1: important as well. Uh, but yeah, listen, you know, we, we, we're joking, but Getafe, go, go, go and watch a game there if you're in Madrid. It's, it's worth it. You'll probably see Sid there. <laughs> uh, moving on to, are we going to sing it? Are we?
2: It's the
0: catchiest anthem in La Liga
2: you know what? You don't even need to be at the ground. You can be watching on the telly while they're doing the post-match interview with the player at the side of the pitch. And it's a miracle that the player doesn't say, instead of, well, at the end of the day, it was 11 against 11. It's been a really tough game. doesn't just break into song. It's unbelievably catchy. <laughs> um, it's unbelievably catchy. It's
1: the smallest stadium in La Liga. It's in a fantastically beautiful city. And quietly, last season, they played some of the best football in the division as well.
2: I believe you came up with a hashtag for it. Uh, always watch Girona. Always watch Real Madrid. They were scoring. About they they, were, think, added yeah. the yeah. they were added to the list always watch yeah. teams. Yeah, not the originals, but yeah. No, but they scored lots and lots of goals. They were nice they to watch. They conceded lots. They yeah. conceded loads of goals as well. Obviously, you got the Tati Castellanos moment when he when he gets. Uh, was it three or four now? Four, was four, wasn't it? Four against, goals against, four, against, Real against Real Madrid. The last person to do that played for Real Oviedo. <laughs> the person before that to do it played for. Real Oviedo the person before that to do it actually didn't but the person before that did three of the previous four yeah. to do it to and, Real Madrid and how, have played for Real Oviedo how, how long, long did it take That's it. have you got that on your bingos 35
0: minutes before we yeah. mentioned no yeah. I was no, asking how, how, how long ago were those goals scored <laughs> it was over half a century
2: I, I, I was, uh, was a was wee a young mentioned. boy at the time yeah. yes <laughs>
1: um, but there we go go to Girona and watch them uh, score lots and, and, and concede lots as well it's uh, they are the most recent de Division de bull- debutants as well oh it's true they came up in 2017 2017 yeah. yes no one knew has been up since that's true that's the fact about uh, about Girona we've got a really good fact about uh, Granada as well oh yeah yeah you
2: you figured this one out well it didn't take a huge amount of figuring out but, but they in February 2017 just before Girona came up they were the first team in La Liga to play a starting 11 with 11 different nationalities Granada yeah. yes Can you? Do you reckon you can guess the nationalities? No. (laughs) Oh, that's a Spain. Bit, bit lacking in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Spain Spain is one. one Spain actually is one of them. Although they later, when Tony Adams took over, had a starting eleven with eleven different nationalities that didn't include a Spaniard, and of course had Adams as an Englishman as coach. So it was starting eleven plus coach, twelve different nationalities. Wow. Okay, so you you got um, you got Memo Ochoa in goal. Mexico. Adrian Ramos. Colombia. Ingerson. Iceland. Gaston Silva. Uruguay. Ah, yes. Angla. Cameroon. Wakaso. Ghana. Uh, Andres Pereira. Brazil United, yeah. Foulquier. France. Oh, Bordelas likes Fulquier Uche. Nigeria. Carthela, Morocco. And the Spaniard was Héctor. There
1: you go. So that was um, uh, Granada's international uh, 11 They're back in La Liga. Obviously, they were promoted from the Segunda uh, last season. And it means that Paco López is back in the division. You will remember his exploits with uh, a Levante side that always seemed to play attacking football and beat the big boys. Uh, and maybe we can expect something similar from them this season.
2: Granada? There's an enthusiasm about him, which I like, and, and a willingness to... Allow players to play and to go for people, and occasionally it can be risky. But I think I think the first division is better off with with Pago Lopez being there. Dan. You like him, don't you? Yeah, yeah,
1: good fun. Yeah, all right. So there we go. All, not not always watch granada but you know, no. No, um, no, that would be a push. They should be they should be fun. Good so, place to go though. It's a great place to go. It's where I did my year abroad. Um, it's still recovering the city. I genuinely well. <laughs> I'm still, I, I should be able to give you tips here of where to go, in Grun- Yeah. How, how much do you remember of that year? <laughs> it's relatively hazy, so yeah, it's not, um, it's not, yeah, uh, let's move on. Uh, we'll <laughs> go back to the uh, Spanish capital and the mighty Rayo Vallecano. Fantastic. Um, at the time of uh, recording, they're the only La Liga team uh, yet to have a shirt announced for this season. So um, that's, that's one fact.
0: One thing to look forward to. Yeah,
1: yeah. but you, you've got another fact, Sid. Maradona played for Rio. What, what, what did he?
2: Well, his Marad- brother did. Hugo uh, uh, Maradona actually played more games for Rio than he played for anyone else. Hugo Maradona? Hugo Maradona. How... Uh, was he any good? <laughs> well, it was all right. He played for Rio between 88 and 90. Um, Straddle correct me if I'm wrong and I might be I think Straggle's Strag- Strag- second division and first division was part of a promotion winning team but yeah it was at, at Rayo Vallecano it kind of it kind of fits in a way don't you think <laughs> like, that well, Rio should well, have a Maradona but not a, that one a Maradona yeah. a Maradona <laughs> just not that one it's, it kind of it, it feels right yeah Poundland Maradona yeah <laughs> <laughs> Ugo um, Maradona from the Todo
1: yeah um, we'll see how Raya got on this season. Are you, how are you, you know, you're not a, hopeful. You've got a soft spot. I do, I do. But um, the team is being dismantled and there's a new manager and um, it's going to be tough. But we'll see. I, I think if Raya, if Raya can avoid relegation, I'll
2: be happy. Shall I take you back to what you said about Inigo Martinez? Y- what, being very handsome? Yeah. Yeah. Raya's new manager.
1: Riot's new manager is Francisco, he is um, a He's well-turned-out smooth, man. He's smooth, isn't he? He's smooth. Well-dressed. Yeah. He's smooth. To be fair, we're going about handsome players, the, the, the manager pool in La Liga in terms of uh, aesthetic pleasure is uh, low. So Francisco is, uh, <laughs> Francisco is probably top, I would say. Um, uh, our prediction for Rio this season is that season tickets will eventually go on sale two weeks into the season. Yeah. Which is what happened last year. Uh, tip, if you want to go to Rio, go to Meson Moreno, which is my favorite place, which is literally just opposite the stadium on the Albufera. You uh, might see great spot. You might see me there. And um, we can have a, uh, an oversized sandwich together. So we've come to uh, sort of the end of the first part. But Ooh. before we go to a break and desperately urge you to spend money on alcohol and food, um, we're going to play a game. Ooh. Yes. And to play this game... We need two contestants. Now, uh, we all know that club anthems are one of the best things about Spanish football. But can
0: you... (laughs) As we just uh, said.
1: But can you identify the club from the lyrics? We need two volunteers to step up for the chance to win a La Liga shirt, TSFP merchandise, loads of stuff. So who would like to play? Hands up. And there at the back. Okay, Tattoo arms gone up. They were the first two hands. Jose, yep, let's go. Oh, is Come that on
0: a shirt as yeah. well?
2: Girona. Yeah. You called Ta-la-la-la. him. He, he did your call.
0: Come on up, guys. Hello. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Ira, you I don't support Girona. Giron. You support Barcelona.
2: You
1: were here last year. This ca- <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 he was here, was here last me. year. He was a Barca fan. Anyway, but it's a lovely show. So, this is what we I we're don't know why do. I got up by the way. You don't well, need I, to get just, up, Sid, I was right, just I'll start. Adjudicating. Adjudicating. All right. Now, uh, we're going to read you a lyric from a club anthem. Okay? The first one to name the right club gets a point and you each get 3 guesses. So I'm going to read the lyric. You guess, you guess, you guess and the first one to get it right you get 3 guesses, all right? Alternatively. No, he's going to guess first. He's going to guess first, all right? So, In your play, nobility is united with gallantry. Nobleness is your emblem, courage is your crest. Gallantry, nobleness. At Atletico Madrid? It's not, it's close but it's not right.
0: I'm gonna go Barcelona.
1: It's not, back to you. Bilbao? It's not, gallantry and nobleness.
0: Yeah, what comes to mind when you think gallantry those two adjectives?
1: and nobleness.
0: <laughs> uh, Real Madrid?
1: No, gallantry, nobleness. Courage is your crest. Valencia. No, last chance, Jose.
0: I'm going to go. Uh, it's too. Uh, Espanyol.
1: Yeah! yeah. Of course. Oh, no. of, of course. course it was. Was. For the last ball. For the last. <laughs> there we go. So it's one nil. One nil. Here we go. Next one. <clears throat> I promise to give you eternal love, even though sometimes you fail me in my heart. I promise not to leave you alone during the bad times, like an illusion, because if you did not exist, my life
0: would not be the same. Sounds like wedding. Is that, uh, you yeah. you did use that for your wedding, didn't you? <laughs> or like a sort of a power ballad from the 80s or something. Yeah. So you go you
1: you go first this I'm time. Going first. Yeah. Sevilla. Sevilla. No. Rio. No. Vedis? No. But I see what you're doing. Osasuna. <laughs> no. Think of sort of love and passion and
0: fire. (laughs) Uh, Where are we now? Um, it's not Gabith, but it is Gadith. Oh Oh. 2-0. He's he's 2-0 up. Okay.
1: Here we go. You need a you need a remontada here, okay? Yeah, because one more. This is um, over. this is talking about the I don't think you're gonna get this one. Uh, this
0: is talking about the city of the club. Okay. This one it sounds like you're here. It sounds like you've made it up. It sounds up, like I've made it up, is, but it's real. Okay, <clears throat> It's about the
1: city. It has an altruistic soul. It has a universal soul. It has, as its queen and as its patron, a brown-haired woman. A brown-haired woman <laughs> who came from the sea.
0: Cadiz. No. Oh.
1: Think... You're gone.
0: Valencia? No. Sociedad.
1: No, a brown-haired woman that, who came from the sea. Is that helpful?
0: <laughs> is the woman a bit helpful? <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs>
1: brown-haired woman.
0: Let's no. go Cepto de Vigo.
1: No. Now, this, uh, there's a clue in this last one because okay. think last season. That's the clue. Last season. La Liga, last season. Not this season. Uh, last season. Uh,
0: that's a big clue. That's
1: a big clue, mate.
2: Last season. <laughs> not, not, not the one we got. Elche. Hey! Yay! Yeah. Do, you know, do you know how sometimes when you watch a telly, you put the subtitles on? I think there might have been some subtitles going on over there. <laughs> so 2 you 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 1. You've
1: got the brown head, Wood. He, he, he knew. He knew.
2: Okay, <laughs> there we go.
1: Right, so it's 2 1. 2 1. An enemy during the contest, but in defeat, always shaking hands, without envy or rancor, like a good and faithful brother. Valencia? No. Vigo. No. In defeat always shaking hands. Shaking hands. Without envy.
0: Uh, let's go back to Sevilla. Betis? Uh, no. No.
2: Maria? No. Siempre da la mano, ¿no?
0: I yes. Osasuna. No. Villarreal.
2: It's
1: Real Madrid. Oh, well. Yes. Because you know, without envy or rancor
0: ever. Now, final one. <laughs> Was, was, <coughs> <coughs> so last one so and we, we could laughing? still have a draw we could still
2: have a draw we could have a penalty
0: shootout
1: and five at are, each end we could still have a draw and we don't have a tiebreaker so let's, let's sit you know. to make one up okay. i can make one up for you right here we are all together to sing your song to you we are all huddled together like cannonballs there is no one that can outdo this fan base
0: <laughs> so you. no Valencia? No, yeah,
1: L- like cannonballs, Cannonball. like cannonballs, Cannonball. huddle together like cannonballs. It's not really a clue, I'm just saying. Okay. Do, uh, do, do cannonballs uh, No. Alaves. No? All right, here we go. Here, here we, okay, I'm, I'm going to sort of sing it to the tune and the first one to shout out with. Okay. Here we are all together to sing your song to you. We're all huddled together like cannonballs.
0: It's,
2: I mean, when you do it, it, <laughs> does it... Hang on. What does it actually say in Spanish? I does it language actually language. say... What's, what? No, no one? Okay. I don't actually know what Spanish for
1: cannonball right. is. It's Betis. But there we it's go. It's Betis. <laughs> the Betis fans got that, right? Yeah. You've got, yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. Obviously. So it ends obviously. with a 2-1 so win. With, with a 2-1 win for Jose. Well done,
0: Jose. You're... <laughs> Your prizes, guys. Both of you are going to get a La Liga shirt from the La Liga box. I'm going to bring it over to you right now, and you're going to pick yep. a La Liga shirt from the box.
1: So you both get you both get a, both a, shirt, get a shirt, and Jose gets a TSFP mug. So, oh, it's good. Choice. Bravo, <laughs> bravo. <laughs> so this is the quality of the prizes. There's two more games. There's two more games. So if you um, you know, if you want some. Uh, some merch. and Now that you can see how well, yeah? it is. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's the end of part one. Go and get a drink. Go and get some food. Um, we, we, we are going to do that as well. And we'll be back in uh, 20 minutes or so to continue the show. So thank you. We will continue and we will uh, take a trip to the uh, magnificent northwest of the country to the region of Galicia, the only Galician representative in, uh, in La Liga. Sorry, there's a Depor fan here. I didn't mean, I didn't, I didn't do that. <laughs> I like, that. That, felt, that felt like a dig. But it it really did yeah, feel yeah, like a yeah.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. been another tough year for Depor.
1: Yes, um, hopefully they'll be back soon enough. Um, A fact about Celta, and obviously everybody knows we love, we love Barry Aspas. We do love Barry Aspas. We do love Barry Aspas. He's a magnificent Barry. He's maybe the best Barry. He's not the only
2: Barry to uh, have played for Celta. I'll be honest with you. I was sad enough to go through the squad list of Celta's entire history. (laughs) What? (laughs) The the archive. And the tragedy is I started at the furthest back and I found a Barry in 2021. <laughs> a real Barry. Now, sort of a real Barry. His name is Diego Hernández Barriuso. Known to everybody, and I lo- I'm actually going to read this in Spanish just to prove I'm not making it up, conocido como Barry. <laughs> Known as Barry barry i imagine that the reason he never played in the first team because he was actually signed for the b team was because this team is not big enough for two barrys (laughs) anyway there was a genuine real barry who went to Celter in january 2021 a player and i am reading verbatim now from the uh from the report of when he signed for them who stands out for his versatility because he can play as a central midfielder or as an organizer Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, Diego, Barry. No, Diego Barry, not the only Barry, uh, Barry
1: Aspas. Um, we've been giving you facts about teams yeah. so far. Celta's new manager knows the thing or two about facts. I don't think anyone had Rafa Benitez coming back to La Liga on their bingo card for next season no. at Celta Vigo.
2: No. Um, do, you, do you think Barry had it on his bingo card? Because this could be brilliant for Barry. Barry's but there bingo is a card. chance, yeah. isn't there, that it could be really quite bad for him. It feels like it could go either
0: way. And, and those two ways could both be quite extreme. <laughs> like it could go very, very well
2: or, or really quite bad. It, 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 yeah, it does feel like the kind of thing where you think it, we could be four months into the season and Barry is not playing. Does, yeah, does Rafa sort of build a team around Barry or
0: is there, some, is there a, sort of a personality clash there?
2: does uh, Rafa say
1: something similar to what he said to Luka Modric which was like don't do that outside of the boot nonsense what would be the equivalent of that for for Barry I don't know like don't run around and give
2: everything yeah don't puff your chest out (laughs) remember going to see Barry and and asking Michu what should I ask Barry because Michu played with him at Celta and, and Michu says just ask him where he thinks he's going with that tin chest of his and I'd never thought of it like this and then you look at Barry Aspas and you think it's It's like a It's like a piece of armour. His chest is this kind of weird, kind of, yeah. Yeah. So there we go. I mean, you
1: know. We've, we're, obviously, we were going to talk quite a lot about Barry. Uh, we don't, really don't know what's going to happen with Rafa. As you said, it could go one of either, uh, two ways. I
0: would like to think that it might go really well.
1: I don't think there's any middle ground. No. It's either, they're either going to get Champions League or, you know, relegated. So <laughs> let's see. Um, let's move on and uh, go to uh, one of the... Uh, uh, most beautiful islands in the Mediterranean. It's not the Greek islands; so it's not not that beautiful, but next, hey, yeah, it's not bad. Uh, Majorca. Uh, fact about Majorca. Now, hold on. Their stadium is called Son Mosh. I will literally just give a T-shirt now to anybody who knows what Son Mosh means in Majorcan.
2: I'm amazed that no one knows it. I didn't well, know. No, didn't None know. of us knew. It's ridiculous. In fact, you had to look it up on a, a Well, translator. I had to double-check because I had a moment of doubt. Yeah. But I, I was stupid enough to look it up on a Catalan translator. No, no, no. no okay, we've given them enough wrong. time to Google it. it. It is the
1: house of the cat. Cat house, yeah. Casa del gato. Yeah. And that's quite unfortunate. Some people are laughing at, at yeah. cat house. <laughs> I didn't know there was a connotation to that, That, that no. apparently there is a connotation to Cat House. Anyway, Son Mosh is, uh, the House of the Cat, slightly um, cleaner version. House of the Cat, where Mallorca play, led by Javier Aguirre. I
0: love Javier Aguirre.
1: We all like Javier Aguirre,
2: I think. And what he has done there is incredible. Yeah, it is. And, and it, it's built on something that makes you fear that it can't be repeated the 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 nature of the way that they overachieve this year that that because Javier Gires is, is one of the most fabulously charismatic people you could wish to meet he's one of those people you literally immediately you can walk into a room with him and immediately he kind of fills the room it almost feels like he physically fills the room that everything he says kind of takes you with him there's an enthusiasm there's a there's a kind of that that sort of hand on the shoulder thing as he's talking to you he's 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 just brilliant and yet it comes across as being genuine even if you think that he's playing a role and I'm sure that with a lot of his players he is and I think that's one of the reasons why it works so well because there's a there's a I mean I'm very childish as you know but there's, there's something about his potty mouthness there's something about how direct he is there's something about how this willingness to kind of wind people up and call them dickheads and and just kind of you know just sort of Play that part that works really, really well. My doubt would be whether it works more than once. Because if you look and we use the statistics, we were looking at these last year. Things like expected goals and stuff—they massively overachieved last year. And playing the same way again, it's hard to imagine that. It ha- correct me if I'm wrong. Did they? I think they won five games in a row, one 0 last season at home. It's hard to imagine that keeps happening. Which, by the way, is applicable to what I said earlier about Barcelona not winning the league next year. It's hard to imagine Barcelona having that same hmm. kind of momentum. Yes, I've just. I've just used Barcelona and Mallorca as parallels. Yeah.
1: Well, they won a lot of games, one nil. Um, yep. uh, Javier Giree, he doesn't call them uh,
2: dickheads, though, does he? No, Chico cabrones, yeah. It's, Cabranes, it's, it's, Cabranes, yeah. Cabranes. There's that lovely moment when he, he, there was a comment about how one of his players had said, "Well, if we win this game, we'll, we'll celebrate. We'll go to the pub." He goes, those bastards are mad. You don't, you don't enjoy a football match. You can't go to the. Bu-. But then, you know, afterwards, I think he probably does. I I'm saw sure he, him after he had a whiskey I was, yeah, I was there after the game that they wanted Osasuna to, to stay up last season. Ooh. And he came through the, the flash zone, which is where the kind of the post-game TV interviews are. And he came through and he was desperately looking for his wife because his wife goes to every single game. His wife was up in the director's box and he couldn't find the way to get up there. And, and basically, the, a colleague of mine had to kind of say, Javi, I'll take you up there and, come, and, and show you. So he could go and say hello to his wife who goes to every game, suffers every match with him and, and kind of you know, give her a hug and say, oh, we made it because it was a miracle, them surviving. He came back down, he did the interviews and he was absolutely pouring with sweat and he beamed for it, I think, as much as his players had. Uh,
1: let's see if um, they overachieve once again uh, next season because the top 10 finish from Mallorca was wildly
2: overachieved. Well, and Kangin's gone as well. There is no Kangin league. Well, I mean, that, actually, that's the, the example, by the way, of, of how he manages. Um, last year, obviously, he had um, Maurici playing up front and Maurici is, uh, well, I'm going to use Aguirre's words and this explains it to you. Murici is that big, ugly bastard says, you look at him and he's so ugly.
1: I respect Vedat Morici a lot. To be that rich and to not do your teeth, I yeah, completely yeah. respect that because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. Uh, he also wildly overachieved as well. He scored 15 league goals last season. It's extraordinary, really. Yeah, it really is. He's,
2: he's like kind of a... Uh, he's a cos of an Andy Carroll, isn't he? Basically.
1: <laughs> that's exactly what he is. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on uh, to talk about Real Betis. Real um, Betis. We've got some Betis fans in, which is uh, always good. They're Betis fans everywhere, as Betis fans will always tell you. They are, yeah. They, <laughs> they, they are will everywhere. always tell you they're Betis fans everywhere, but they, they do tend to um, they do tend to pop up. Now uh, we've got a fun fact about Betis involving one of their managers.
2: Yeah, I love this. I, I'm going to tell you.
1: I mean, we've probably mentioned this before, so regular listeners to the podcast have we? It, I I, I, think I, we I have. didn't
0: remember it when Sid told us. So.
2: Well, I'm going to give you the, the the what's the word I'm looking for? The plot for a book. The discovery of a collection of ancient... I mean, it sounds naff already, doesn't it? The discovery of a collection of ancient manuscripts in a cave near the Dead Sea grabs the attention of an eccentric millionaire by the name of Kyle Lograft. Kyle Lograft, provoking a chase for the truth that will rock the very foundations of the Catholic Church. Soon, the intrepid archaeologist archeologi- even discovers that he's not alone as the mystery unfolds. Even the Vatican is drawn into the dramatic, unpredictable pursuit that takes I mean, Lograft all the way around the globe with the Egyptian mafia. This sounds like the, the biggest Da Vinci Code ripoff. I've well, ever well, funny is to say that because at the presentation of the book, the author said he was asked to describe what his book was like. He said, it's It's a thriller with a touch of Dan Brown. A touch.
1: (laughs) Uh, That author was uh, Pepe Mel, former uh, former Real Betis manager. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. we had mentioned it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, Pepe Mel is... I really like Pepe Mel, by the way. How many books has he written? As a, as he's a manager. He's, 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 as a, he's written
2: three books. His author. second book was called um, The Road to Beyond. It was a good one. I, I like that. It's, uh, I preferred the third book, which was The
1: Road to the Colosseum Getafe. Um, it's as good as chapter six. Um, they've lost Sergio Canales which is really disappointing. I mean, we're here to talk about La Liga and look forward to the next season and we, you know, we're, we're bigging it up and we're getting excited, etc. But they've lost one of the best footballers and he's gone to Mexico and it's just really quite disappointing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you seem know, broken.
2: really. Like, I mean, there are he's such a lovely player to watch. He, uh, let's not talk about him. <laughs> well, look, they, they, they've still got <laughs> they've still. Fekir. Got... Oh, I love Fekir. is brilliant. Hector Bellerin's back. He's brilliant. Hector is brilliant. He really, I mean... Beyond the footballer, yeah. because actually it didn't, didn't yeah. work out at all for him at, at Barcelona and, and barely, barely played. Partly, of course, because you've got Jules Condé who could play it right back. But, but also, I think they looked at him and thought, maybe this isn't he's not quite the player we want him to be. But he just comes across as a brilliant bloke in every way. As does the Panda. Yeah, the Panda's lovely. The Panda's completely brilliant. And, and those two, I think, uh, are a really good pair. All right, so they're all lovely.
1: Uh, well, you know, are they, are they going to do anything this season in
2: they Are they going to be any...
1: Well, they're quite good at football as well. And the Panda is quite good at football, yeah, to are. be fair to him. They are. Um, all right, uh, let's move on to uh, Real Madrid.
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? How funny would it be to say, we're not talking about Real Madrid here. Yeah. yeah, we'll just move... Uh, <laughs> it seems like you have got a really anti-Madridista crowd today. Yeah, well, maybe oh, there are. A there's few. a few. Yeah, there's come a on. few
1: Real Madrid fans. So good. Uh, fun fact for you: Did you know? Oh, go on. Did you know?
0: <laughs>
2: oh God. <laughs> see you if, if, if any of you have have a, have a young child. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah. Everything is see you. Everything. It's dinner time. See you. Marble <laughs> histories is on the zelly. See you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my, my, bo- my boy does it with a messy shirt on, which I was like, you. fantastic. Anyway, fun fact about Real Madrid. Oh, go on. Uh, they've won the UEFA Champions League fourteen times.
0: Have they? Have they?
1: They don't like to talk about. No, it you don't, much, you don't hear it. it. There we go. So I didn't know that. Didn't know anyone. No. Um, this. Uh, <laughs> this summer what are we going to tell you about Real Madrid we know you know everything about Real Madrid in terms of the uh, facts uh, this season feels like this summer it's the first summer that we're not talking about or hearing people mention that you know we're going to have either Gareth Bale or Edin Hazard as a new signing they're back they're a new signing they're gone they're gone
2: that, they're- is, that is one of the, the great um, Spanish sports media cliches isn't it yeah the, the signing is yes player who was already here and quite rubbish <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But don't worry, this year he's going to be brilliant. Yeah. So <laughs> Hazard is the signing. What, again? <laughs> I mean, you would thought you'd have learned your lesson the first time. Don't yeah? yeah. so sign him again. Yeah. But yeah, this, this year, not the case. No. the signing is... The
1: signing is, well, you know, we're going to talk about actual signings like... Sid's mate Jude. <laughs> now, if you missed this, and I'm sure you didn't, At the press conference to introduce Jude Bellingham at Real Madrid, Sid asked a question. Hey, there we go. I thought it was actually Jude Bellingham. You've come. Came to see Sid. Bloody hell, that would be freaky, (laughs) wouldn't it? So Sid asked a question to which Jude began the answer by saying, I'm a big fan, by the way. You used to do La Liga on Sky and all the channels in England, so I'm a big fan. Sid, you've never actually worked for Sky. <laughs> <laughs> so, the real question is Does Jude Bellingham think you're Guillaume
0: <laughs> I mean, the evidence <laughs> no, do suggests,
2: you know, do you know, the terrible tragedies he probably does. <laughs> no. The terrible you... tragedy for Guillaume, by the way. Yes. I mean, but no, let's say look, he look, he loves your work. dude. He he's a big fan. Work. Yeah. I've, I've seen that clip many times. Do you know what I'm the big w- fan, I was by the way. sitting next to um Tom Allnut? And for some reason, we were talking about Jude Bellingham, and I, I don't know why it came up, but I, I did point out that Jude Bellingham used to follow me on Twitter and doesn't anymore. And all, I mean, it genuinely must have been not more than three or four minutes before he said that. I said to him, I wonder if I did something wrong. I wonder if I've really pissed him off somehow. I was worried.
1: No, he just, got, uh, he just got really famous and then just got a burner account and then followed you from that.
2: Is that what you do? Have you got a burner account?
1: No. Um, let's, um, let's talk about um, that... Um Kylian Mbappe. Real Madrid are interested in signing Kylian
0: Mbappe. I mean... Have you heard this? He might, he might, be, might be coming. He might be... Tic-tac. What he's not doing is he's not going on pre-season tour with PSG. So.
1: Tic-tac. <laughs> 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 Shall I rub
0: my
2: hands yeah. and lick? Tic-tac. <laughs>
0: Tic-tac.
2: It just doesn't go away, does it? No. Um, but no, it's going it's to happen, right? Right? It is going to happen, but I don't know if it happens this year. Oh. Um, it's a really, really weird one, this. Because the f- bottom line is, to use a Benitezism, the facts. The facts are that it suits everyone now for him to go to Real Madrid if it wasn't for the enormous amount of money that would be involved in staying for a year mm. and timing it differently. So Real Madrid would rather get him for free. He would rather have his loyalty bonus. And the, the fact that it's called a loyalty bonus, obviously, is kind of comic at Lol. this stage. Yeah. But, but, you know, the bottom line is that the criteria of the contract are... what are what they are and that is you get to the 31st of July there's a loyalty bonus here's a very lot of money um that's obviously some of that money the gap can be bridged by the signing uh, bonus at Real Madrid probably a change in the terms of the deal that would have been in place had he gone in a year's time although of course that ends up costing Real Madrid some money he would probably have to lose some money to go now Everyone has a financial stake in this, which actually isn't the same as the footballing stake, and that's part of the problem. This do, the situation at the moment doesn't suit anyone, mm. and yet at the same time, if he moves, sort of does suit everybody. Um, I don't know. I honestly, don't know how it gets resolved. Prediction for Real Madrid. You predict that they every single
0: Ed, season. This is a running TSFP joke among us that every single year, Sid predicts that
2: Real Madrids are going to win actually the last year. League. I didn't. Because they'd won it the year before, and I kind of thought, well, it's done now, and I think we could see, a, we could see that the year before the way they won it was so absurd that even surely even Real Madrid. So this year, be, although there was a period this year <laughs> as they started to get through again, I thought it's going to happen again, isn't it? There was definitely a period this year. If, if Mbappé Oh right? Look at it in very sort of simplistic terms. If Mbappe comes to Real Madrid, who's got, got a squad up. that good? Yeah, yeah. That is a t- I genuinely don't think anyone's got a set of eleven players. As good as that. Now, are there some flaws in the Real Madrid team? Yes. Do they know how to put all these pieces together? Not yet. And it will be really interesting to see how they succeed in that. And there is a really big question, which is that, and at the risk of sounding very, very stupid, there isn't actually a place for Mbappé in the team. At least there isn't his natural place in the team. Now, of course, it's stupid to say there isn't a place for Mbappé in the team because it's Mbappé. Mm. But that's where Vinicius has been brilliant mm. on that left side. So you do need to reconstruct it a little bit. And it's that might not be easy, but I still think you then look at it and go, okay, one to 11, tell me a team that's got 11 players that good. And I'm not sure there's anyone.
1: Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, if Mbappé comes. Tick, tack, tick, tack. Uh, let's move on and speak about uh, La Real, the. Uh fine club
2: in the beautiful city of Donosti he's just going gooey thinking
1: about it what a place
2: except it does always 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 every time I think oh Donosti's brilliant you turn up there yeah and you spend most of the time running from doorway to doorway trying (laughs) trying to get out the rain I actually did I'm sure I've told you this but I did an interview with Martin Braithwaite wearing only a t-shirt and boxer shorts because i i'd like to point out i wasn't with him that would be really that would be really 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 weird you walked in. I walked in i mean friend of the pod and all that but that's pushing it a little bit uh so i interviewed him it was a day that i was in donosti for it must have been rouse i think against man united and it was by zoom and i was absolutely drenched I got to the hotel I was running late and literally had five minutes of the interview I was totally soaked basically took all my clothes off except the t-shirt and the box shorts and sat in front of the Zoom screen. I was wondering if at the end I should have said, by the way, do you want to have a... (laughs) I mean, it's the beauty of Zoom that no one needs to... He didn't need to know. They don't need to know. Yeah. Until now. uh, (laughs) They can know if you want them to. (laughs) Sorry, that sounded quite stalkery. Yeah, that's... It's gone
1: off in a direction I didn't expect. What we were actually going to talk about... Oh, sorry, That was really, genuinely not in the script. What we're actually going to talk about, we mentioned um, my great-great-uncle, uh, Billy Barnes, at Athletic Club, you've actually got a familiar uh, re- relationship with, uh, with La Real.
2: Yeah, um, if I tell you that Joaquin was 42 yesterday, happy birthday Joaquin, no longer playing, but is widely seen as the oldest player to ever played in La Liga at 41 years and I believe 10 months or maybe it was nine. But it's actually not true because the person who played older than him was Horace Lowe, Harry Lowe, L-O-W-E, spelt the correct way, with the E on the end. And he played at the age of 48 for Real Sociedad. Now, it's a bit of a cheat, this, because he was the coach. And he was a coach at Real Sociedad between 1930 and 1935, at a time when teams would travel with 11 players. There's no subs, so you travel with 11 players. The night before a game that they've traveled, one of the players gets ill. They don't really know what to do. Harry Lowe thinks, well, you know what? I'll put myself in the team. He plays the next day. Story goes he gave an assist, although uh, I'm, I'm dubious about that. In fact, some people are dubious that he even played. but there is documentary evidence that he played the game. So Harry Lowe is the oldest person ever to play in La Liga, but he was manager at the time. And he wasn't player manager. He just put himself in because there was no one else. And he wasn't actually related. relation. No, no. no Although he might have, I mean, might have been. I mean, I'm going to look it up. But Well, no. I'm going to look it up. But he
1: wasn't, was he? No, he wasn't. Um, <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, we've had some actually really quite bad news for La Real in the last 24 hours with uh, David Silva. Yeah. Sounds like he's going to retire.
2: Yeah, the curious... I mean, he's uh, got an ACL injury. Um, and is he 37 or 38? 37, 37. I think. Which obviously... You get that injury at 27, and you carry on at 37. When you were wondering about retiring anyway, you don't. The, the The curious thing about this, in a way, actually, is that this isn't the injury now. If you see what I mean, so he's been having problems with this ACL for a few months. And the idea of retiring was already there, and this is a kind of an extra tear on a on a on a ligament that hasn't t- torn completely. But the decision is is to end it, which is a real pity because actually one of the lovely things about the last couple of years has been watching David Silva still be brilliant, and I think in Spain. I think we didn't always appreciate how good he was because he went to City, because he was out of Spain for so long, because he was part of a great Spain generation where yes, he played a part, but he wasn't the he wasn't the exciting one. You know, he wasn't Xavi, he wasn't Iniesta, he wasn't even David Villa. Um, he played the first game of the World Cup, which they lost, and then didn't play again in 2010. So he maybe didn't always feel as central to their success as, as he should have done. I think him coming back was really lovely because not only that, but coming back to a club that everyone likes, that no one's got anything against, there was a real sense we could, we could kind of enjoy him. And he was wonderful last year. Especially last year. That's the just thing. Really it felt like last year was the year and what a shame to not get to see him. Yeah. yeah, and, uh, Just a, a, a brilliant footballer and, and, and quite normal miss him, man. as well. They are going to miss him. Did you, did you hear the proposal for who might replace him? I did. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a good idea. Isco. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's, it's left field enough. That there's a bit of me that thinks... Uh, maybe because the, the silver was a really interesting signing, by the way. Because silver was basically done to Lazio, and then Martin Erdegaard goes back to Real Madrid a year early. Um, which, with hindsight, was in fact, not even with hindsight at the time, I think we all thought it was a mistake a mistake for him, a mistake for Real Madrid, and a real pity for Real Sociedad. Real Sociedad suddenly have to react. And within 24 hours, they'd convinced David Silva not to go to Lazio, but to come to San Sebastián. Now, obviously, at this stage, you would say, well, I wonder what it was that attracted you to the most beautiful city in Europe. I mean, he was going to Rome. It's not like he was going to a terrible place. And it it worked really well from that. First season was a little bit up and down, a little bit injury hit. Uh, But last year, he was so good. And it's it's, it's a real pity. And they are going to miss him. And they do have Champions
1: League. And we'll see how they get on next season. Uh, Let's move on and talk about Sevilla. (laughs) <laughs> uh, did, you, right.
2: did, you not, did you not have a, 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 a Real Sociedad fact for us? Uh, oh, do, you, do you want to do the Real Sociedad yeah, fact? Yeah, because I just think it's great. Go on. Go on. The Real Sociedad fact, and you like this, because you, 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 you like your maps. It's, I mean, that's, that's a very... This kind of thing a, a, a grandfather would say, oh, you like your maps. Um, <laughs> I like maps. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It's fine. Unai Emery, Andoni Idaola, uh, Julian Lopetegui, who am I missing? Una Emery. Is... Uh, Mikel Arteta. Arrasate? No. Arrasate. Basically, all of them are from Guipúzcoa, which is the smallest province in Spain. You're talking about 20% of the... I've just done maths. That was really stupid. talking about 20% of the Premier League's managers, all from from this tiny, tiny province, the smallest province in the whole of Spain. Do you know how small it is? Uh, I do, yeah. How small is it? Because I haven't written it down. You have. It's 1,997 square kilometres. Which is just extraordinary it basically makes it the same size as westmoreland and fractionally bigger than surrey right and you've got all these measures magic... to try and put this into context i actually looked up admittedly only on the wikipedia pages i'm not claiming to have done great research here i looked up notable people from westmoreland and from surrey from westmoreland none and where, where where in sport it's like that bit of sort of Cumbria-y sort of area, something like that, I don't know, up there okay. somewhere, right? Sorry if anyone's from up there. Surrey, a cricketer called Matt Hall. That's Surrey's contribution to football. Really? Giputquo, really, yeah. kind of, you know. Yeah, rocks, there we go. Um,
1: tiny little Gipuzkoa. Uh, moving on to uh, Sevilla. Uh, fun fact about Sevilla.
0: I mean, well, first of all, surely, surely this season cannot be as dramatic. <laughs> as last season. From near relegation to winning the Europa League. Again, the fact, of course, we all know they've won the Europa League seven times in the last 18 years. Seven out of 18.
1: Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's um you know, we'll get to the prediction for this uh, for this season in a minute, but we all know that they're going to finish third in their group and end up winning the uh, the Europa League again. I mean, obviously. they are, they must be the only
2: team in the world that can get knocked out of the Champions League and everyone goes brilliant. Yes. <laughs> Here we go. It's back up. <laughs> get in there. I mean, so much so that when they qualify for the Champions League, they must be secretly thinking bollocks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> should we
0: go through this whole group stage thing or should we really have to we really
2: have to do this? Yeah.
1: Um they do need to sell some players. Yeah. Quite a lot of players need to bring in quite a lot of money. Uh, we'll see what kind of uh, squad they have for the uh, uh, for the Champions League next season. But they've got Mendy in charge and he can spur
2: them on to Europa League glory again. In all honesty, if I was Mendeleba, and God willing one day I will be, <laughs> if I was... I, I I'd have walked out after the Europa League Exactly. Right. I, was, I mean but then I say this about a lot I was say this about Messi after the World Cup final. Messi should have walked into the press conference room and said, See you later, gents, and just walked straight out again. But Mendelibar could have done that would have been great. And then and then gone and managed, you know, a big club. I'll be ahead of them.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean three mentions in an hour and a bit. That's good. That's good.
2: Um I'm restraining myself today. Good.
1: Uh, Sevilla, they do have Champions League. They do need to sell players. It Maybe quite dramatic for them uh, this season. We'll we'll see how they get on, but they are back in the. uh, Also, what do
2: you what do you think is going to happen to them without Monchi? Yeah, that's a good question. Because there definitely are signs that things weren't working well with Monchi last year. And that maybe the time is right. But he was so central to so much of what they did. But maybe that's a good thing. Maybe Maybe it is. And and he actually said that, didn't he? And I think in his goodbye press conference, he he effectively said, I need to be Monchi 100% of the time. And if I can't be, which suggests that there are people at the club not wanting him to do absolutely everything, then there's no point in me being there. I'm just assuming that Aston Villa are going to allow him to be Monchi 100% of the time. You would have thought so, bringing him in and uh, giving him all that money. So, uh,
1: yeah, we'll see how Sevilla get on in the Champions League and without their famous sporting director, Monchi. Um, moving to just off the west coast of Africa, it's uh, Las Palmas. Yeah. the Pio Pio. What a beautiful yeah. crest that is, by the way. Old school. You love this Proper crest. Proper
0: old school crest. Yeah. yeah I like
1: it. Lots There's going a on. lot going on there, yeah. isn't there? Here's a big number. Oh, big numbers. 2,259. 2,259 kilometres, it's the longest away trip in any of Europe's five major European leagues from Las Palmas to Girona.
2: Girona. <laughs> <laughs> da, da, da. So,
1: I mean, yeah, hopefully it won't be Monday night at nine. Um, to put that into context, um, it's roughly the same distance as London to Chisinau, the capital of Moldova.
0: That's a proper trip, isn't it? That's, yeah. It's a whole trip, That's right. long trip. It's a long way. <laughs> it's like a four-hour <laughs> flight. Uh,
1: the closest away trip is Cadiz, which is a mere 1,500 kilometers away. They are isolated, I think, is the, uh, is the point. Geographically, they're isolated. But Canarian teams always have... A little bit of a flair to them, something that we that we
2: like. Yeah, there's a risk of cliché, isn't there? But the, the, the idea of them almost kind of being the Brazilians of, of, of Spanish football, the idea of, of the climate playing a part, of the, the, the kind of the mentality of the place playing a part. Um, and and that, you know, that started to come back to the fore in terms of being expressed that way when Kike Setién was in charge. And, and there was a very conscious... Um, drive towards saying we want to play in a particular way we want the ball we want to keep it we maybe slow the pace of the game down but we make it more technical and, and i think that that in fact there was a there's a book um i can't remember what it's called now. i think it's called i think it's literally called identity and football in canaries and it talks about this idea of hitched on to SETI and this idea this is what we've always been now of course they haven't always been like that mm um they had Vinny Samways playing for them so they have the original been, Vinny like, the original Vinny the best Vinny there's ever been in Spanish football far better than this current guy and he's and, and they but there is this idea that yeah Las Palmas are kind of a bit more fun a little bit more technical the yeah the Brazilians of Spanish football uh, welcome back to uh, La Liga Las Palmas uh, let's see how they uh, uh, get on uh t- go on no. I was gonna make a joke. I'm not gonna make it now because Good. because I might get a call from someone at Las Palmas okay. who would be very unhappy with me. Well then absolutely don't do it. Uh
1: let's move on and go to uh and go to uh Almería. Sid's favourite place. place, is it? Is, is it? your favourite place? It's not really. Um I've been there a couple of times. You have been there a couple of times. It's it's one of the most difficult ones to get to. You went there, Ah, I see. And you went there wildly out of
2: season as well. Well, I I also did a really stupid trip. You see, when I went there at the start of the season for the Real Madrid game, and if I remember rightly, I went from Cadiff to Almeria, and then a flight from Almeria to... No, then drove from Almeria to Malaga to get a flight from Malaga to Oviedo to watch Oviedo on the Monday night. It's a good trip. It's a good trip,
1: A pretty standard for you um, these days. Uh, a fact about uh, Almeria. They, of course, play at the Power Horse Stadium. Power horse. It makes stadium. me laugh every time. Every single time. Try saying it on TV all the time. <laughs> power horse. Uh, and also in Spanish, they have to say estadio as well. Estadio power horse. It's not estadio. No, it's not estadio. They say a uh, power horse, a stadium. Oh, do they? Yes. Like the RCD, stadium as well. It's power the power
2: horse. Est- estadio. St- with an E. Always with an E in front of the S. Estadio. Um
1: They're not the only team to feature the word horse in their stadium name in Spain. There is another one. Admittedly, lower down the league uh, pyramid, and it is in Spanish. Does anyone know it? Eh? Eh? Oh, oh! Give that man a shirt. Man a shirt. Toledo, <laughs> the the Salto de Caballo. Oh, Al, Al's got the shirts. The horses jump
2: stadium. Toledo. Do you know what? The, the, the Salta del Caballo Stadium, the Horses Jump Stadium, might be the place where I saw the best game I've ever seen in Spanish football. Yeah? Yeah. Fuenlabrada 4, Toledo 3. Last-minute goal was brilliant. Yeah?
1: Yeah. I mean, you have seen thousands of games. Yeah. That was it, yeah? Fuenlabrada 4, Toledo 3. That's number yeah, one in the Sidlo. Absolutely chart. fantastic. Wow. Okay. I wasn't Which, I wasn't uh, sure, which show are we that? going for here? Uh, horses Jump. Well, there we go. Um... The Getafe Pena is
2: uh, choosing the. I think uh, there is a Hitafe shirt in there. I think, yeah. yeah, but that would require another member of the Pena, I suppose. So, ooh, there we go. Ah, oh, it's a nice one, that
1: Grande. Uh, nice. Right, let's move on, and um, that was it with Almeria. <laughs> Almeria great stadium name uh we are sort of uh, running out of time a little bit so we will move on and talk about valencia you're not going to sing it
2: oh ah, well girona's overtaken this he yeah but this to... is this is one where the lyrics are clear because obviously girona is just girona the other one's Valencia, am Valencia, bisca balincia i'm
1: Valencia. He, he did it every single week for two years when we recorded the podcast. He sang that before we recorded just for no reason, literally for no reason. So it's, it's kind of
0: great in uh,
1: we, we were planning to release this uh, podcast, uh, this, this show as a podcast, <laughs> but that... that, that I that thought we was like going to release a, a set of Sid singing La Liga Club anthems. <laughs> uh, Valencia. Um, Ruben Baraja
2: kept them up. Last season, um, is he going to be there in October? I'm starting to think that we might have been unfair on him because we, I think, we weren't convinced. We by doubt him. we were. We were big we, doubters. We, we we really were. Um, and when he spoke, we weren't convinced by him. He didn't sound like he was in control of it as much as we wanted him to be. We thought that the the kind of whole discourse around him was this idea that this is a legend as a Valencia player and therefore he can get the best out of the team and while of course there's an element of that and while there's an emotional component particularly when you're just trying to get results quickly all of that is fair enough but I must admit I think we all thought it was a bit vacuous as, as an argument but let's bringing in this guy who really and truly hasn't been that successful as a coach and you know i he has. Friend, friends who are sporting fans who just couldn't believe that he'd been given this opportunity. But I guess, A, you've got desperation. B, you are saying, well, this is short term. And it didn't feel particularly convincing. But actually, if you look at the decisions he made, and in particular playing younger players, in yeah. particular having Guerra's goal against Violet, that's the goal that changes everything. And that's down to Baraka. Now, it's true, obviously, it's not entirely down to him that this is a kid who's playing well in the B team. Everybody knows he's good. It's not like Baraka's the only one that's seen this. Everybody knows that this kid is good. But you still have to play him. And a lot of managers wouldn't have done. And they did survive. And so at the very least, he deserves the opportunity to now build a team and have the chance to, to, to kind of start from the summer with a team that he wants. Now, obviously, the question mark is how far he's able to then impose a, a new idea on a team in a different scenario. He's gone by October, isn't he? I mean,
0: maybe.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, you, uh, well,
1: we'll see. We'll see. You love Mestalla,
0: don't you? It's. I think it's. Uh, it's got a case for being the best stadium in Spain. Yeah. It's. 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 It's really special. It is a special place.
2: It's brilliant. It, it's the. It's the oldest standing stadium in the first division with Villarreal. Funnily enough, even though Villarreal looks totally different to the way it was, uh, they're the only. They're the two longest standing teams in terms of playing in the place where they always did uh, the third is sporting in the in the second division um and there's something about Mestaya that's really special incredibly steep very tight to the pitch I also think I realize that on the days when it's raining this feels like a stupid thing to say but I'm gonna miss stadiums without roofs when all the new stadiums have roofs yeah. and they all look the same and they're all kind of built in because in similar slowly ways slowly those roofs are being are being put on. yeah all right, you mentioned Villarreal. Uh, well,
1: let's move on to the uh, final club that we've got to talk about. And uh, uh, oh, we've got a Villarreal fan. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, uh, Villarreal, who did actually all right under Kiko Setien. In the end, it was touch yeah. We and go. weren't sure if
0: they would, but
2: <laughs> they, they kept doing it in batches, didn't they? There'd be yes. like five or six good games, and then five or six when you're thinking, oof. Then five or six really good ones again. Regular listeners will know that. I quite like Kike Setien. I think what he did at Las Palmas was genuinely special. I don't think it got talked about that much, but I think it was genuinely special. I think actually what he did at Betis was really pretty good as well, albeit at the end there was a very definite disconnect with the fans and a de- very definite tail-off. And obviously with Manuel Pellegrini, they've done really well, so maybe that diminishes the sense of what he did. And then last year at Villarreal, I'm still trying to decide if he did a good job or not or whether that was just a
1: good team. Mm. Um, They've done good business with Nicholas Jackson. I think that's...
2: uh, I think it's good. I I think it might be. Um, Obviously, there's a possibility that he becomes absolutely brilliant now. But I I think they they recognise that they had a moment when he had a nine-game run at the end of the season, which was out of... um, out of character is not quite quite the right word, but it was the the the, well, the it was. It was I mean, different to, to what he'd done before. They weren't convinced that, scoring. Yeah, yeah. They weren't convinced that, that was going to be repeated. That said he's young enough that it could be, and there's definitely room for, for him to become a better player with the right kind of coach, the right kind of team around him. The basic materials are there for him to be a really good player. But I it does feel like not a bad sale. I suppose the question mark is what does he get replaced by? Mm. And who is there a risk of them losing other players as well? Because Samuel Chukwueze, for example, yeah. um, well, put bluntly, wouldn't mind a move. Mm. Um, if you go to Villarreal, there's a tip that we always give.
1: We do for the world's best restaurant. There is a really
0: good pie restaurant in, in Villarreal. Maybe it's the best, but you've got to choose your time wisely because it's it's quite often shut. <laughs> but if you can find it when it's open, it's called Caldemoni. Um, it's not difficult to find because Villarreal is very small. You can't miss and it, and it's not even in the town part of Villarreal, If you sort of mean. it's on it's the just road. Just outside, as you come so yeah. In, yeah. It is. It's incredible, but it's only open for lunch, and not every day. Wednesday to Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> if you're in Villarreal at uh, those times, <laughs> <laughs> apparently go. It's great. I've never been able to, but yeah. Um, there we go. Right. So that's our run through the uh, the 20 teams. We've got another game. Yes. Who would like to play a game? We need two more volunteers. There and there. Levante and there. Barca. Barca. Vamos. The game is Who Said This? There are so many great Spanish football quotes, some of them are really quite silly. Can you identify who said what? All right. So we've got, we've got Levante against Barcelona. I like this. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, multiple choice uh, questions, right? So whoever gets the most right wins. You take turns to answer first. Which coach, when asked about a new signing, famously said, I asked for a sofa, sofa and they brought me a lamp. Jose Mourinho, Diego Simeone, Pep Guardiola or Rafa Benitez? Simeone. Rafa. Rafa.
2: Correcto. <laughs> Rafa Benitez. Who did he say that about, Sidney? Uh, I think it was Canobio, if I remember rightly. Right. I'm not sure whether he was the sofa or the lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Either way. <laughs> Didn't look good in the living room. Which La Liga president said,
1: I'm the most important person on the planet after the Pope. Real Madrid's Florentino Pérez. Barcelona's Joan Laporta. Sevilla's Jose Maria del Nido. Or Betis's Manuel Ruiz de L'Opera. You said Pérez, you said Sevilla, it's Sevilla, Jose Maria del Nido, the most important person on the planet after the Pope. There we go, muy bien. Two nil lead here for Barcelona. Okay, this one's... Who said, I would rather my daughter got pregnant than Betis went down? Joaquin, Manuel Pellegrini, Pepe Mel, or Quique Setién?
0: Bluff
2: Pepe Mel or whatever. Pepe Mel, it is Pepe, 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 Pepe Mel. Very <laughs> <laughs> ugly. Uh, a little bit of context his daughter, I think, was 17 at the time. <laughs>
1: right. So it would be bad. Uh, which former Real Madrid player said, I had a friend who was a waiter. His job was to bring me three or four croissants after making love. We'd meet on the stairs, he'd take the girl, and I'd keep the pastries. Sex and food, the perfect night. Was it Ronaldo Nazario, Antonio Cassano, Guti, or Luis Figo? It was Cassano. Overwhelming victory for Barcelona. Well done, Barca. (laughs) Fantastic, well done, guys. Thank you, right. Now we've reached the end of our journey. We do still have a little bit of time. So what we were thinking is, maybe go and get another drink. It won't be as long as interval as we had before. And when we come back, we'll take some questions and we'll play one final game. So there's still prizes to be won and we'll take your questions as well. So a short break this time, get another drink if you can, if you want, and uh, we'll be back very shortly. Do have this final game and to, to get people uh, involved in this game um we're aware of the fact that a lot of people have come from really quite far away to play this game to play this game <laughs> to, to, to be here with us tonight so we're we're very appreciative of the fact i want to ask i want to find out i want to get someone playing here who's come the furthest away so who who's made, had a really long trip to get here today where have you come from perth yes dundee is that is that the scottish perth or the australian Australian because it's (laughs) a
2: significant difference
1: (laughs) scottish perth okay perth and dundee sound very far away south of ireland Ireland. okay steams into the lead west of ireland Ireland.
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh god we're gonna need google maps here aren't we you travel from Brighton. Brighton.
1: Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Uh, I come from
2: South Asia. South Asia? But not today for this. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. <laughs> you, a, you were today's winner. Yeah, you yeah, said no? yeah, If
1: you'd come all the way from South Asia just for this. <laughs> cool. Um, so who is, I think, West... Should, four. We have, Should we have four players? Yeah, okay. Let's get those four up. The people who have traveled
0: so, unbelievably far to get here. Scotland and Ireland represented. So it was,
1: and is it? It was represented. Perth, Dundee and, and, and Western Southern Ireland. and Southern Ireland. Grandes. Wow. Ostia. So the final game is a Rincón Cultural Ooh. game. We all know that Spain is full of weird festivals. But which of the following festivals are real and which are fake? Okay. Uh, we'll go along and everyone, you know, you, you choose. So the first one. In this Cantabrian festival, men dress up as devils before jumping over rows of newborn babies lying on mattresses in the street. Men dressing up as devils, jumping over newborn babies on mattresses in the street. Truffles. Truffles. Truffles? True it is true it is true
0: it really happens uh i think we actually tweeted about this quite
1: recently (laughs) so yeah but yeah that does that does actually happen right in this annual festival in a village in andalusia a horse is elected mayor the horse attends all council meetings and casts a vote in the event of a tie true true or false 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 <laughs> it's not true <laughs> it's false <laughs> it's false <laughs> so you've got two, <laughs> two in the middle right okay alright in this controversial festival in Castileon a goat is thrown from the top of a church tower as villagers below attempt to catch it with a sheet true or false with a what? a sheet oh sorry <laughs> a sheet <laughs> True. True. It's true, but it was banned in 2000. It doesn't happen anymore. Power to the goat. Um, In this festival in Galicia, villagers who've narrowly escaped death in the last year are placed in mock coffins and carried in a procession to the local cemetery where they must play dead as a brass band plays. (laughs) (laughs) true True. it is true it's true right you're in the lead with two you're in the lead with two right final one final one in this basque village each household is given a duck every november which they must treat as a full member of the family throughout the winter before setting it free in the spring, <laughs> 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 take a duck, bring it into your family November to spring. Is that true or false? Does that happen? Does that happen? That happen you, it, right, okay, yeah. Look, oh, look oh. At oh. Specific, yeah. Basque duck festival. True? I was
2: gonna both, going to say false, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yes.
1: True. No, of course that doesn't happen.
0: <laughs> it's false. I made it up.
1: Right. Was anyone keeping count? I think you I got two. There yeah. There's
0: the winner. Everyone gets a prize. Everyone anyway, gets guys. a prize. Bravo.
1: <laughs> We've got a patron. If. Uh, If if everybody is a patron or not, it's patreon.com forward slash tsfp if you'd like to sign up for the forthcoming season. We'd appreciate the support. Um, Right, uh, so uh, we want to thank you all guys for coming. We want to thank our friends at La Liga. We want to thank the team at CSM Sport and Entertainment, the uh, Editor's Tap crew for keeping you uh, fed and watered, and San Miguel UK for helping make the show happen. We'll see you soon. Get home safe. You're welcome to come and say hello uh, for a chat and a photo, if you like. We're going to head around here for a while. Like I said, the bar's open until 10. And, uh, yeah, thanks for coming. And hopefully see you next year. Adios. Thanks, guys.